This is Barry Zalma, Zalma on Insurance. I'm an attorney who has retired from the practice of law and now spend my time as an insurance claims consultant and expert witness, an author and producer of these videos. Today I'd like to talk about the new compact book on adjusting property claims, third edition, that was published this week and is available as a Kindle book and as a paperback from Amazon.com. The book deals with the need for and existence of an insurance adjuster, because the insurance adjuster is seldom, if ever, mentioned in a policy of insurance. The strict wording of the first-party property policy sets the obligation to investigate and prove a claim on the insured, even though this is a statutorily written policy. The standard first-party property insurance policies are based upon the New York Standard Fire Insurance Policy, which was created by statute and has been adopted in various states. The New York Standard Policy contains conditions that require the insured to, within 60 days of the loss, submit a sworn proof of loss to prove to the insurer the facts and the amount of the loss. In general, failure to file the proof within the time limited by the policy is fatal to an attack action upon it. Consider White, White versus Home Mutual Insurance Company, a 1900 decision of the California Supreme Court, and Beasley versus Pacific Indemnity Company, a 1962 decision of the California Court of Appeal following White versus Home Mutual. The California Supreme Court in 1900, when it decided White versus Home Mutual, concluded that the better view is the requirement of proof of loss by the insured within the 60-day limit provided by the standard form of policy is a condition precedent to the right of the insured to maintain a suit. The policy allows the insurer to then, and only then, respond to the insured's proof of loss. The insurer can either accept or reject the proof submitted by the insured. Technically, if the wording of the policy was followed literally, the insurer could sit back do nothing, and wait for the proof. And if it wasn't submitted within 60 days, deny the claim. If the insured submits a timely proof of loss, the insurer could either accept or reject the proof of loss. If the insurer rejected the proof of loss, the insured could either send a new one or give up and gain nothing from the claim. Suit on the policy would be difficult because the policy contract limited the right to sue to times when the proof of loss condition had been met. Insureds and insurers were both unhappy with the system. 
it made it too difficult for a layperson to successfully present a claim. The system, as written into the standard fire policy, seemed to run counter to the covenant of good faith and fair dealing that had been the basis of the insurance contract for centuries. Most insurers recognized that their insureds were mostly incapable of complying with the strict mandate of the policy requiring a sworn proof of loss. Enforcement of the policy conditions made for unhappy insureds and the reputations of the insurers suffered. In order to fulfill the covenant of good faith and fair dealing, insurers created the insurance adjuster to fulfill its obligations to deal fairly and in good faith with the insured. The adjuster was created to assist the insured to comply with the material conditions of the policy, to thoroughly investigate the policy and the claim, and to protect the interest of the insurer and protect against claims that were not due to a peril insured against or were false and fraudulent. Now, what is an adjuster? An adjuster is, by statutory definition, a person, co-partnership, or corporation who undertakes to ascertain and report the actual loss to the subject matter of insurance due to the hazard insured against. Insurance companies create, by issuing an insurance policy, a contractual obligation to pay valid claims from those insured. To do so, insurers understand that the person insured is not able, in most cases, to prove the cause and extent of loss without assistance. Therefore, insurers dispatch a person with special knowledge, the adjuster, to separate fact from fiction, to establish cause and origin of the claimed loss, and determine sufficient information to enable the insurance company to determine the amounts necessary to indemnify the insured as the policy promised. The adjuster is also present to distinguish the valid claim from a claim for which the insurance company is not liable under its policy, whether due to the terms and conditions of the policy or because of attempted fraud. Some policies, like those issued under the National Flood Insurance Program, specifically state that the claimant must use his own judgment in estimating the amount of loss and that the assistance of an insurance adjuster is a courtesy only. The insured must still send a proof of loss within 60 days after the loss even if the adjuster does not furnish the form or help the insured complete it. Most insurance policies issued by commercial, not government-supported insurers, accept substantial compliance with the policy conditions and require their adjusters to assist the insureds to fulfill the conditions. As a general rule, except for the National Flood Insurance Program, When an insurer gives its insured written notice of its desire that proof of loss under a policy of fire insurance 
be furnished and provides a suitable form for such proof. Failure of the insured to file proof of loss within 60 days after receipt of such notice or within any longer period specified in the notice is an absolute defense to an action on the policy. Since the invention of the adjuster, more than a century ago, the first person from the insurer that the insured meets when he or she suffers a first-party property loss is the adjuster. The claim adjuster was invented to smooth the claims process and be certain that the insured receives the indemnity promised and performs a complete and thorough investigation to avoid fraudulent claims. How well the adjuster does his or her job will increase the reputation of the insurer and will not only keep the insured as a customer and add additional customers by word of mouth. Although most adjusters are not trained to be marketers, their professionalism will act as the most effective marketing an insurer can receive. Every modern claim adjuster should know that it is his or her duty to aid the insurer in its obligation to fulfill the promises made by the policy and assist the insured in presenting his or her claim made by the insured to fulfill the conditions of the policy. An adjuster's duties to the insured do not arise from an insurance contract. The adjuster is not a party to the contract. But for the adjuster to owe the insured a duty to act with reasonable care, a contractual relationship must exist. Absent a contractual relationship between an insurance company and an insured, an adjuster would no, owe no duty. An insurance adjuster is a person engaged in the business of insurance. The first-party property insurance adjuster limits his or her activities to the investigation and adjustment of first-party property claims like fire, lightning, windstorm, hail, theft, etc., Statutes define an adjuster as one who investigates losses on behalf of an insurer as an independent contractor or an employee of an independent contractor. An insurance adjuster is an agent of the company, and his powers and authority are prima facie coextensive with the business entrusted to his or her care. The duty of the adjuster is to ascertain and determine the amount of claim, loss or damage payable under an insurance contract and or effecting settlement of such claim, loss or damage. The acts of an adjuster within the apparent scope of his authority or her authority are binding on the company without notice to the insured of limitations on his or her powers. The Compact Book of Adjusting Property Claims, 3rd edition, is an upgrade of the prior two editions and is more thorough and includes 
chapters including the duties of the adjuster, how an adjuster can write his or her captioned report and what is required in that report, how to adjust the comp commercial property loss is different from a homeowner's or personal property loss, the use of the examination under oath as part of a claims investigation, insurance fraud and how to recognize the red flags of insurance fraud, insurance fraud investigation techniques, types of first-party property fraud, estimating a fire loss to a structure, understanding the difference between residence and domicile as a key issue in uh, evaluating the existence of coverage for a homeowner's type policy, the danger to coverage availability in the requirement for an insured to reside at the residence premises in a homeowner's policy, an appendix dealing with the lawyer's retainer agreement, an appendix that uh, provides the Model Unfair Claims Settlement Practices Act, an appendix dealing with states that have adopted the 1990 National Association of Insurance Commissioners Model Regulations for Fair Claims Handling, the California Department of Insurance Deadlines, a sample proof of loss form, a non-waiver agreement sample, a form letter advising of the right to appraisal, subrogation and salvage form agreement, the entire NAIC Model Unfair Claim Settlement Practices Act, the entire California Standard Fire Insurance Policy at California Insurance Code Section 2071, a form letter advising of right to appraisal, a form letter to the insured regarding the contractors, a letter to the insured from the adjuster, a form letter to experts retaining their services, a form of non-waiver agreement, the California Actual Cash Value Statute, and a legal disclaimer. All of these are available as both Kindle books and as paperbacks from Amazon.com. If you found this video of interest, please pass it to your colleagues. It's free. And please follow me on YouTube and at rumble.com and on my blog so that you can be advised of future videos and future blog postings. Thank you for your attention.